Hello all and welcome to episode 18 of our professional perspectives of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me, Robbie. What Cause Inspires You is a podcast founded for students ages 13 to 21 to be able to share the service they're doing in their communities. I recently launched our professional perspective series in order for experts in their field to give insight to our youth about how to make a stronger impact and accelerate social justice movements. Ravi Sharma is a repeat founder as well as an early stage venture investor through IBOS and through Thai Angels. He also is currently an operator of a mental health care startup called Utify and has had two successful exits as an entrepreneur in the past. Ravi cares deeply about the environment and health and wellness and is passionate about social impact ventures that have the potential to have a significant positive impact on humanity. Most recently, Ravi was one of the youngest portfolio managers at award-winning investment manager, Western Asset Management Co., and was personally responsible for approximately $1.3 billion in assets on behalf of sovereign wealth and institutional clients. Prior to Western Asset, he worked at, at PNMAC Capital Management, ARC Bay Capital, and Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. This podcast series will be available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music under Humanity Rising Voices. Ravi, it's great to be speaking with you today. Are you ready to begin? Yes, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for doing what you're doing. That's an amazing introduction there. Of course, we love having people who are really invested in kind of the social entrepreneurship um, sectors. So let's just dive right into the questions then. Sure. So can you give us um, just a brief overview about who you are, your background, and how you came to be an investor at IBOS Ventures and startup at C and um, startup and CEO of Utify? Yeah, sure. Background on me, uh, as you can tell by my hat here. Uh, graduated from USC in 2005, uh, went to Merrill Lynch uh, right after that. Uh, that was my first job out of school, and that's where I started investing uh, and really had a great time uh, during the bull market. It was a really nice run from 2005 to 2008. Um, then the global recession hit, as you know, uh, so that was a really crazy time. Like the trading floor that I worked on went from like 500 people on it to 20. Uh, so it was very awkward, very weird, uh, being surrounded by your peers and then all of a sudden they're gone. Uh, and so I had two options, Alicia, I could stay there or I could um, go pursue some other passions that I had. And there's always been two things that I've been really passionate about. Number one is healthcare, specifically mental health. I've been passionate about that for 15, 20 years and I'm happy to share that story with you. Um, and then also clean energy. You know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian and uh, believe in uh, the environment and how important it, uh, it is to kind of conserve uh, our resources uh, and, you know, whether that be on the supply side, creating more energy, uh, or on the demand side, you know, efficiencies and whatnot. Um, so I started a few ventures with my father, he's a serial entrepreneur, uh, and, you know, really just learned about how technology through that experience can really revolutionize industries, really move the needle if you're um, passionate about it and you understand a problem and you can apply technology to, to be the solution. So I did that for about two years. Um, and so I kind of got some investing experience there and then I got some operator or like business experience. And I loved both. Um, unfortunately, one of the startups did not work out, two did, 
but you know, you're, it's never always even. Uh, so one of the startups that didn't work out, I had to unfortunately buckle down and go back into finance, back to the dark side, as I like to say. Uh, and I did invest in banking and trading for uh, a few more years until Western Asset Management Company. And when I was at my last job up until 2017, that's when I, the catalyst for me happened. Uh, I saw some friends and family members over my career go through mental health issues. And then in 2017, I lost my dear friend to suicide, unfortunately, that went to UCLA. And, you know, it shocked me. Um, and, you know, back then, like four, four years ago, people weren't talking about mental health, their own mental health that much. But then when I went to the funeral, people opened up in 2017. They were like really saying, hey, I had, I've had anxiety, I've had depression, or I've even had suicide thoughts. Like I, we started actually talking about it because my friend gave, like bring, gave some life to that. And so I kind of came home that day and just kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, do I want to keep doing what I'm doing now? I do enjoy it. Or do I want to take another shot at startups and following my passion? And, you know, a little voice in my head just kind of kept scratching, scratching. And I, uh, I jumped and um, born, out of that was born Udify. Uh, so I uh, started a digital health company, uh, really trying to change the way mental health care is accessed. Uh, the way stigma is handled, because stigma is such a big issue that we were we've been kind of dealing with. Not so much anymore. I feel like people are getting more comfortable. And there's just access, making sure that it's very accessible. Uh, sorry, it, making it more affordable cost, making it more affordable. So those are the kind of the three things that I really wanted to focus on and just structurally figure out a way to solve the systemic problems in our mental health care system. Because I just, as a user of mental health issues, I have a therapist, um, I have a coach. And um, it's just so hard to find the right person that you connect with. And it's like a dating process almost because it's, you know, the personality that has to be right. So um, kind of did that. And in the process of kind of raising money for my startup, I raised about a million bucks uh, for my, for, for Udify. Um, I really learned that there were founders and other startup uh, sort of companies that were looking for funding because I was raising money. I was like, wow, there's a whole ecosystem here where you can actually invest as an early stage investor. And I decided to invest with my dad uh, in about 14 companies. Wow. Uh, so we invested in 14 companies for the past three, four years. And um, it's been great. I've been really enjoying still being able to leverage my finance investing kind of personality, but then also being a founder uh, of a digital health startup, really trying to move the needle for, for mental health. So, so a little long-witted, I apologize, but it's you know, really just kind of, I think, frames kind of why I'm doing both of these things. Yeah, definitely. And when you were speaking, two things I think stuck out to me personally. Um, so I'm kind of following along the path, but I am somewhat of a social entrepreneur. So I started my own nonprofit a while ago, and I've been trying to convert it into a for-profit, but a socially justice for-profit. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of researching on impact investing. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, a lot of investors don't like it. Um, a lot of investors don't believe in impact investing. And so I've been, you know, having to prove myself a little bit. So when you say that you like, you know, social justice um, investing and you, you want to invest in companies that have a positive impact on humanity, I mean, that's one thing that just like eyes wide open because I don't find many investors out there um, that are like that. And, and the second thing I think that stood out to me was when you called health, when you said healthcare, and then you followed by saying mental health, because I've worked with so many professionals and I think what they go through is often mental health isn't considered healthcare. 
mm-hmm. traditionally. And that's, I mean, yes, it is changing. The stigma is changing, but those two branches of mental health and impact investing definitely have a lot of stigmas around them that needs to be broken in our society. So I guess that takes me to my next question. Um, what pivots did you take in your career and how did they lead you to conclude what you wanted to take on as such large problems in the mental health industries or clean energy industries? Yeah, you know, I think it really starts with values. Um, you know, my value philosophy with my coach, uh, I kind of put together my, my mantra, if you will, because if you don't have a framework in life, it's very hard to kind of, you know, figure out what you want to say no to and what you want to say yes to and what you want to do for the rest of your life. So I came up with this mantra, Sine Mithu, uh, which means uh, in Hindi means you're in my heart, right? Uh, and then uh, so compassion, empathy is kind of the underlying tone there. But then in Latin, I don't know if you knew this, uh, be awesome if, if you have heard of this, but Sine Mithu means um, to be fearless. Don't live life with fear. And so I felt like that really captured who I am. Fun fact, it's also on a Jameson whiskey bottle. I know your (laughs) audience, um, they don't, uh, not all of them are of age to drink, but if you look at any Jameson whiskey bottle, there's a a mantra called Sine Mithu. And the the whole thing here is don't live your life in fear. Um, Jeff Bezos has this uh, thought process too. It's very similar. He He uses a regret optimization framework. So if you're 80 years old, Alicia, and you look back and you have a regret that you didn't do something, that's when you should jump or do what you want to do. So I kind of use that regret optimization framework. I kind of use Sinemithu to say, okay, what would I want to do? Um, Mental health is something that I just had experiences as a user of using the services for my friends and my family members, but I'm not a healthcare professional, right? So that was very scary to me. Um, And it was a huge pivot for me to kind of, even though I had done a healthcare startup, um, it was more of a like a, a technology solution, not a, like a marketplace for mental health specifically. It was more like primary care type situation. It was very scary. Um, but, you know, kind of looking at Sinemithu and then having that compassion and seeing so many people suffering um, and not being happy with what was out there, I knew I needed to pivot. I needed to move and jump and make a move. And, and I did. And I'm very happy that I did. Yeah, I love that. And I'm going to write that down because I have a running quote list that I like to look back at and, you know, just inspiration for the day. But I like what you said about, you know, taking that jump. Um, And, you know, I'll definitely look out for jumps that I can take because I think, you know, 2021 resolutions, but um, just looking at it, you know, I was a victim of cyberbullying for a little bit. And so that's actually what started this podcast was I was finally ready to share my experiences and I wanted to, to help the community around me. And then I realized that so many other people like yourself, but also students have those stories um, that could help someone out there. And if it's, even if it's just one person, that they're helping. Um, But that's, you know, coming into college, I think that was my experience that I was supported by a lot of great people that led me to take that jump. So I was just wondering how your college experiences, you graduated a while back, but still um, how your college experiences shaped up the the work that you do today. You know, um, interesting enough, you know, not before we jump into that, I was also cyber bullied and I've never actually publicly said that. It just kind of hit me when you said that because it's kind of, you kind of like block it out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and sorry that you went through that because it was very, 
you know, I was getting made fun of, like what I was wearing and like fake accounts and like, okay. it is brutal. Um, people are very vicious. So, you know, I, luckily for me in college, um, I was, I wasn't cyberbullied. This kind of happened later in my life. It happened after I graduated from college, which was really strange, uh, honestly. Um, and then so, I don't know if like fake emails count as cyberbullying. I guess it does. So it happened in college and then right after college. It was so super strange. So sorry you went through that. That, uh, that just makes me so mad. Um, and yeah, so I mean, for, for me in college, um, I was part of like organizations. Um, I was the president of the entrepreneurship club and the marketing club and the social chair for the Indian club. And I just, I was always around a lot of, um, people that were interested in business. Uh, Indians in general, South Asians, either you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're in business, right? Like that's like kind of the, uh, the, the path. Yeah. I actually wanted to be a lawyer, uh, but my, my dad said, hey, listen, if you're going to USC, you got to go to their business school. It's great. And then you can always, you know, go to law school afterwards. So I'm happy I did that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really gravitated towards people that love business, that are passionate about business, like problems. And so I tried to start some companies when I was at USC. I tried to start two or three companies. They, none of them really got off the ground. Um, but we bought domain names and, you know, instead of drinking and doing all that, we would just go to a, a, a classroom after hours, 8, 9, 10 p.m. for two hours, just whiteboard and have a war session is what we call them and just jam and like eat pizza and like talk about potential ideas. And 90% of the time, I think two out of the three, the, the idea was already there. And, um, you know, but it was cool. You know, you got to build really meaningful relationships in the process. And I'm still friends with those uh, those people actually out of all my college friends, I think I'm closest to them because what I found that if you can unite over something that's a shared kind of vision and a shared belief system, you can really keep connected for a long time. It's much deeper then. Yeah, that's super interesting. You know, I'm still early in my college experience. I'm only a freshman at UT Austin. Um, but already, I think in high school, you have this vision of groups per to say, you know, you have the popular group and you have the the geeks or, or sports people or whatever you want to name it. Um, and then you come to college and you realize that, you know, what, what actually brings us together are our shared interests. It's no longer about the labels, but it's about, you know, what do you love doing? What's your passion? And that's become so much more clear to me is that we talked about gravitating towards people. I think for me, I found this good balance of like social justice and business. And that combination of the two are people that I'm really interested in being around and learning from and hearing their stories. Um, but I will say I am one of three girls in a group of 25 in my entrepreneurship club. So something needs to be changed there. But other than that, you know, um, you definitely do find people that are here to support you. And I've been applying to accelerators, fingers crossed, but hopefully that takes the startup to the next level as well. Um, yeah, no, yeah. that's great. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. And, you know, I think you mentioned ESG and, you know, social impact. All of those things, 2021, honestly, the end of 2020 and 2021, it is front and center. Uh, you know, investors are investing um, in this space. So I know it's been probably, see, you've been seeing a little hesitancy before, but now investors are seeing you can, you can make money, you can follow your passion, and you can still invest in companies that do good. Like Tesla is a perfect example, up 7X, 8X, 
over the you know very recent times almost went bankrupt multiple times because investors didn't believe in it but now you know elon musk is the richest man in the world you know because he believed in it and he just kept going and he kept going and the odds were against him and yeah the odds are against you being a, a minority being a woman in this entrepreneurship class but it also makes you um kind of stand out you know a little bit yeah. yeah exactly so it's it's uh investors are looking for alternative investments and alternative people to stand behind because it diversity in thinking diversity in views uh yields the best outcomes in, in my humble opinion yeah definitely and i actually wrote an essay about this kind of as a call out to my investors but um i think that obviously investors look for your consumer base and what the customers are going to want um, and so I think as a whole, our society is becoming more conscientious. And so if our society is becoming even the slightest bit more conscientious, they're going to gravitate towards, you know, companies like clean energy or in the Bay Area, vegan food is really, um, really popular here. So, you know, companies that source locally produce more vegan alternatives. Um, so hopefully that becomes a trend. By the way, today, Beyond Meat, I don't know if you're familiar with that company, I am, yes. Uh, they just announced a partnership with Taco Bell today. So their stock went up, I think, 15% in one day because of that. So you're seeing already these companies just really take off and it's great to see. Definitely. Awesome. Um, I just want to close off with one more question, but what is something that you wish you knew before you started your own digital health company? Ah, that's a great question. You know, I wish I knew... Um, how hard it is with all the different players and um, stakeholders. Um, you know, you've got, you got to raise money. It costs a lot of money to raise a, to start a digital health company, at least two, like a million to 2 million bucks. So that was a lot more challenging than I thought. And then you got to solve for the three P's, the payers who's paying for the services, like the insurance companies, or if it's you know private, private pay uh, fee for service or, um, is it the patient that you got to cater to or is it the provider? And it, you have to cater to all three, you know? So it was really challenging. I think for me, what worked is I hired uh, and bring, brought on a co-founder that was a, a, a psychiatrist uh, that had studied, done research on, you know, population health and mental health, very smart professor at UCLA. Shout out to Dr. Paul Puri. Uh, and he, he loved my passion, my idea, structurally solving the problem. Because with Udify, and we didn't talk about it too much, but with Udify, we really want to serve the entire mental health continuum, right? It's not about mental illness. It's not about um, just, you know, uh, mental wellness. It's kind of wherever you are on the, the spectrum, you can flourish as a person, right? Uh, and that's what we wanted to do. That's the core ethos of our company. Um, not just focusing on those that are people that are sick. Because even if you're, you're, you have an illness, you can still flourish and have a really meaningful, powerful life. In fact, some of the most amazing CEOs have a mental illness and it's not disclosed. Uh, it's called CEO's disease. So, you know, really trying to help people just have that digital companion and really, you know, kind of be able to kind of build this um, uh, sort of mental mental health resilience, this, this resilience to kind of handle the problems that we're going to have in life because we're going to go through ups and downs. We're going to have personal problems, health problems, pandemic problems, or, you, you know, just with COVID, it's just like so many people are hurting and struggling. So how do you provide a solution that can help them no matter where they are, if, if they need therapy every day or if they need it, you know, once a month or once every six months, or if they just want coaching, 
you know, Udafis that that one spot, that one place. And I think kind of it took time. It was very challenging to figure out where we want to be. And now we're targeting and working with uh, students to kind of help them as much because as much as possible, especially college campuses. So that is our go-to-market strategy. So to the extent that you know, we, I I wish I knew how hard it was to get there. Like it, it was a long journey, but. Um, we're really proud of what we've been able to build with Udify and even the name Ut means to lift up. And so really want to just lift up um, our community's mental health. Uh, and uh, I kind of wish I knew how hard it was going to be to do that, but you know, we figured it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ravi. And I definitely have a lot more to learn as an entrepreneur uh, from you. So it was really awesome speaking to you today. I learned some things from you too today. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And for all of our audience members, you can contact Ravi on LinkedIn, Ravi Sharma. Be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook pages as well to stay updated on all of our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts, and events at humanity.rising and at what cause inspires you. And sign up for our weekly email newsletter at www.humanityrising.org. That's unfortunately all we have for today, but be sure to look out for more episodes on professional perspectives on what cause inspires you. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and I hope you all continue changing the world.